this is a special time. Um, and upstairs, just so you know, um, Don will be on, on Tina's mic and Jill will be on Lisa's. So just so you know, this week, this week finishes our month of missions month here at Lighthouse Community Church. We've had four weeks of incredible ministry opportunities, don't you think? I think it's been great. We have had some incredible people. Last year, last, year, last week, Matthew was amazing to watch, even though he talks to me in mathematical language, which confuses me greatly. But that's okay, because it was good to see how local missions. This week is about international missions. Don and Jill have been a part of this church for longer than I've been alive. So, <laughs> him being much older than me and all. And so it's been an incredible journey watching them as they left our church, what, how many, four years, five years ago? Three years ago. And they, um, and they went down to Costa Rica, which is how Don pronounces it. <laughs> and he, um, but they started Amor Ministries. And to watch how that ministry has grown, and you're going to hear some exciting news today. You're going to hear some an exciting, exciting growth stories. A lot of fun stuff are coming up today. And the great part about this is each time that you give in our offerings, they are part of the missionaries that we support. And that's why we have them this week coming here to be with us. And I'm grateful for them. So, guys, would you come on up? Because I get to ask them a couple of questions. Why are you nervous? You shouldn't be nervous. You can trust me. I'm Pastor Bill. Yeah, that's why I'm saying. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, these guys. So, well, first off, is he staying out of trouble down there? Of course not. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> so, Don, now, so I understand there's like two or three different areas that you guys are going to talk about. You have the mission field, right? And then you have the teaching, mm -hmm. and then you have the hammock sleeping. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Which one does he spend most time in? <laughs> so, so I'm going to ask them to just go ahead and share with us this morning. We're going to do a prayer at the end. So when you're all done, please don't just walk away and like run out the door and stuff. Yeah, you don't get to do that. All right, guys. This is Don and Jill, everybody. Thank you. Is this thing on? Yes. Yeah. Well, as uh, Bill mentioned, uh, Jill and I have been part of the church for, for many, many, many years. And um, I was the director of uh, local and global missions for the church. And um, we used to take teams down to Costa Rica from the church and do ministry. Many of you here are in the audience. And it's absolutely just wonderful to see you all. And... We really miss you guys and miss the church, and um, we just got such wonderful relationships going here. And so God called us to go to Costa Rica after doing all of these. We did about three mission trips um, to Costa Rica, and um, we just felt God calling us more and more to, to go to Costa Rica full time. And so we left in uh, 2020 to go to Costa Rica. And it's just abs been absolutely wonderful to see how God's hand has worked there and the doors that he's opened. 
um, in the beginning, it was trying to move things forward on our time. And it wasn't working very well. And um, it was a lot of frustration. And um, God just told us to take our time, get to know the culture, and get to know the people, and the businesses that, that are there, and just God has opened so many doors for us now. I mean, and it's just absolutely wonderful. So, Jill, do you want to say something? Okay, for one, it's great to be here. Great to see so many of our friends. Oh, yeah, okay. We're going up on stage. Be going on stage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so um, for anybody that doesn't know where Costa Rica is, I have this handy map. If you can go to the next slide. Okay, so it's in Central America, and we um, have settled in a town called Uvita that is along the Pacific um, coast. And we're doing um, work in a pretty large region that is near our town. It's all pretty uh, small town. There's a lot of poverty um, as you can kind of imagine in Central America. Um, but there are also a lot of expats that live there, and there's a, a Christian church that we're part of. Um, and so it's, it just all has been really great to get to know the people in the community. And as Don said, gradually our ministry is just kind of happening without us even trying, and people are coming out of the woodwork kind of getting involved with us. Um, one of the things, we were here about a year ago, and the one thing that's changed a lot in the last year is one part of our ministry that we didn't even expect, and that was that Venezuelan migrants have been coming to Costa Rica to settle. And I know they're coming here too. Um, but the, the one thing we were noticing is they're coming with nothing. They're coming with nothing but the clothes on their back. They've been robbed going through the Darien jungle. Um, they are mostly families with children. Next slide. So we've kind of felt a whole new uh, ministry that, uh, that's kind of opened up right in front of us because people in our community wanted to help, but they didn't really know how. And um, this kind of tells, if you can't read it, it tells a little bit about why they're coming. They don't really want to leave their country. Their country's pretty messed up. And um, so 9 million people have left. Almost most of them are going to the Caribbean and to Latin America and to Central America, although we know they're also coming here. That's a whole other thing I won't get into. But um, they are people that are families with children. They left because they couldn't feed their kids. They left because they couldn't find medicine for people that were ill. Um, also because they've had a million percent, a million? percent inflation in their country um, and they're telling us and I found this online too that the minimum wage is $15 a month not an hour like here $15 a month and yet it costs them $375 a month for like a family of four to live so they basically cannot survive and um, so this, these are some of our friends that we have made. We've been feeding them. So we started off just doing some kind of humble, let's just have a feeding um, time, and we would make rice and beans. We did this with other people from other churches, which was really kind of neat. Um, some of them are Costa Rican. And um, so we started doing that, and then people in the community would 
were, like I said, coming out of the woodwork, hey, we saw you guys feeding these people. How do we help? And um, so it's been, it's been really nice that there's this whole group now of people from different churches, and some are not even Christians, that um, are helping us with them. Uh, most of them are living on the streets. Some of them are sleeping on, most of them are sleeping on the streets on cardboard, no blankets, nothing for the children. It's heartbreaking. Um, the one guy in the picture with the crutch. Right um, there. Um, you can see him standing over yeah, there. Yeah, he, um, <clears throat> walking through the Darien jungle. You guys know about the Darien jungle. It's um, 60 kilometers and it's the only part of the Pan American Highway that doesn't go through, so they, they have to walk through Panama, through rivers and mud, and this guy fell off a cliff, broke his leg in the middle of the jungle, and his friends carried him the rest of the way, so we tried to help him with crutches and medication because his leg's infected and it healed backwards and all kinds of stuff. He's most probably, we found out that um, he's most probably going to lose his leg, and yeah. uh, so... Very sad story. Yeah, there's a lot of medical issues, as you can imagine, after crossing through the jungle and being, they've been out for probably three months walking before they get to Costa Rica. Um, okay, next That's slide. That's real, just hang on, Joel. The, oh. the, the, uh, go back to that slide. That, that group of guys back there, uh, I'm included. Um, the one guy in the blue shirt has got that, that paper hat on. And it, it, the sun gets extremely hot uh, where they're at, standing outside. So they, these guys get so creative with the things they need to make uh, in order for them to get some protection from the sun. So oh yeah, that, he made that out of cardboard. Yeah, we we've been buying them hats so um, they they can protect their heads. So and we've stuff been buying like hats, shoes, clothes, tents, tents, whatever all kinds they of food. need. Yeah. Um, and then the thing is, the what they do, what they do to survive is they're they're not aggressive. They just stand with a sign um, in front of the grocery store and hope somebody brings them food. And there's all these children. Um, migrations changed. It used to be single men, and now it's almost all families with children that want to settle in Costa Rica. And so there's all these little kids, and they just stand there all day watching their parents in the I sun. Mean, we, there's some people there that uh, moms that are even breastfeeding that came through the Jerian jungle with their, yeah. with their babies. It's uh, just very heartbreaking. So we had somebody give us a bag that <clears throat> had a bunch of stuffed animals in it, so it was really fun. We got to give the stuffed animals out, and the kids just got to pick which one they wanted, and now they carry them everywhere. You see them like this little girl here. Okay, um, next slide. Um, and... We, like I said, some of them, we got them tents, like the family up in the upper right, they, um, they didn't have a tent, and there's a family of six, they're just sleeping out on the ground, and so just one tent made a big difference. Well, and we had to get them one tent, so a family of six is in a, fam in a tent that provides accommodation for four, so they still have to cram into that little tent, so, um, but... You can see Joel sitting over there with the rest of the group, um, you know, just having conversation with them. You can see uh, slide there. Yeah, I, 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 can't, <laughs> I cannot see that far. Oh, that's why. I'm like, why is he turning around? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, I got to look at that screen. <laughs> Can we go to the next slide? Yeah. Okay, next slide. 
Okay, so, you know, um, I think some of you know about Trellis, it's an organization in Costa Mesa, and we've patterned um, a lot of our nonprofit after some of their key principles, which are prayer above all else, we're better together, and then uniting the churches, nonprofits, and individuals. And it's been, as Don was saying, at the beginning, we were like, how do we do this? Because we have some connections, but we're, we're like, we need to get more people that are not churches and that are just from the business side. And what's been amazing is with the Venezuelan effort, people have just come to us and we've got contacts at local businesses who want to help and with other nonprofits. And there's a group of us that meets now um, to try to get more organized in how we help the Venezuelans. So it just kind of happened organically or because of God how people just all came together because of this kind of common um, common feeling. And, you know, we know why we're doing it, you know, because, you know, Jesus said that um, whatever we do to the least of those is what we do to him. And he wants us to feed and clothe people that are in need. And these guys are in need. Next slide. So this is the exciting part here. Um, and, you know, we, we didn't really know uh, how many organizations that we were have these relationships with different ministries, churches, businesses, until we put this together. And it's just these are the relationships that we've got now with these companies, different churches that are walking alongside us and, and bringing in uh, whatever is needed for for, well, not just for the Venezuelans, it's for the community. Okay, next. Uh, next slide. I'm sorry, did you want no, to No, no, next slide. Okay, so there was one Venezuelan couple, and they're <coughs> planning to live and raise their child in Costa Rica, and you'll see she's about 39 weeks pregnant. Right now she's 41 and hasn't had this baby yet. <laughs> But um, they were, we got a call from somebody from our church and they said, we know this couple and she's pregnant and ready to have her baby any minute and they're gonna be on the streets tonight. They lost the place that they were living. Can you help find a place for them to sleep? And so through all of our networks and social media, we put the word out and there was a girl that responded that owns a hostel and she's not a Christian, she's actually very new age. And um, she said, I think I, you know, I can give them a really good rate. And so we had donations and we helped and put together um, the money to pay for their rent for a couple of weeks. Um, and uh, until he, the, the, the husband was gonna be able to work also, um, but they needed a little time. So anyway, they moved in and the two pregnant women kind of got to know each other and the one new age girl, her name's Christina, that owns the hostel, was so impressed with this Christian girl. This girl goes to our church there, the one that's pregnant, Sarah. Um, and, and so she left me a voicemail, and I wanna share it with you because I think it shows how God can just use situations to his glory and how he brings things together. She gave me permission to share this. Christina at Shipwrecked Hostel. I just wanted to take a moment to share with you something that happened for me today that I was really not expecting. Um, but I just spent some time with Sarah, Sarah, and she's like 
so powerful and so strong and so pregnant and so beautiful and so genuine and just she just seems so stable in herself in her power as a woman and i'm going through a really hard pregnancy today i let my doula go and i'm i'm you know feeling like i really need support and i'm alone in a, in a foreign country and i'm doing this by myself and often i feel scared and lonely and today meeting her I just, I don't, it's, it's bizarre to think that it could have been so powerful and so important for me, but it turned it all around for me in such a beautiful way. I feel so blessed and so honored to have her here, to be able to witness um, the changes that she's going through and how, how powerful and, and, and steady she is. Like she can be, you know, in a foreign country too and have no idea where she'll where she'll sleep tonight and yet she carries with her such beautiful gracious like just strength um so i responded to this voicemail text and said well you know christina sarah is a christian and god is giving her the strength and the faith to be able to be in a very challenging situation you know pregnant in another country and um, so I told her, you know, we believe in God and that he has a purpose and he cares about the details in our lives. And then she wrote back and said, I've had a very hard time with religion and churches, but I just might attend for my first time in 15 years after this experience. Uh, and um, she actually did. She came to our church that Sunday. And part of it was the witness of this one girl, but the other was the witness of the church. And she saw we had members from our church bringing food and diapers and baby clothes and all these things to help this family. And that was, you know, a real um, inspiration for her to see that. So, well, the cool, <clears throat> the cool part about it as well, um, the uh, the Jean Carlos, the the boy there. Um, there's a couple that go to the church that have, you know, taken him under their wing as well and has been giving him projects to do at their house, like a building project that's, he's working alongside a contractor. So he's able to earn money and provide for his family. So we've been coaching them and walking alongside them, trying to help them to make their rent money and this type of stuff to buy food. And all this. It's just wonderful to see how the community has been pulling together to help this couple. Okay. Next slide. Uh, this one here tugs at my heart every time because um, we didn't know at the time that, you know, molestation in Costa Rica is huge. I mean, it's just families, it's every day there's something going on within a family. And it's, it's kids that are being molested, um, girls and boys um, of various ages. And they're, sometimes the mom and the dad know what's going on, but they don't want to upset the family so they don't say anything they keep it to themselves um, some of the moms know what's going on with their daughters or son 
and they keep, they don't say anything because it's actually happened to them. So they pretty much don't see anything wrong with it. And so we um, when we started this group, not us. There was another couple that started a group, and then we went alongside them. And we went to all these meetings, and so now we've started a nonprofit in Costa Rica um, for the molestation. And so you want to continue Yeah, I was just going to say, they call it the best-kept secret in Costa Rica because, you know, these Latino families, a lot of them all live in the same house with a lot of family members. So the uncle's in there, and so's the 13-year-old girl, and you can imagine. And it's something they don't talk about, so the orga organization that we were involved with um, decided to put signs and billboards up in town. So um, the one little sign you can see, um, it translates to women and children are not sexual property. And then there was another one that was like in the voice of a child and it said, why didn't you protect me, mom? And that one actually got people so upset, people tore it down because it like hit a, you know, um, yeah, um, but it's been good because there's these support groups where people that never shared what was going on with them come, and it's a 12-step program following 12 steps, but it's for molestation, and so they can get counseling and get help and understand it's not your fault, that person was a criminal, that kind of a message that they've never heard before. Okay, next yeah, slide. Yeah, so they got, oh. actually, they got two locations now, um, and it's uh, been wonderful because it's it's, just shows how how the people want want change on this subject, and the one 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 meeting we were at, I mean, there was a a, a mom there, and she uh, said, "My 11-year-old daughter is pregnant," and we were like, "What?" and we couldn't believe it, um, and she had been raped by two guys. And this little 11-year-old um, had, had stayed and she got pregnant. And um, it just, I mean, and there she is, you know, going to bed, hugging onto this little teddy bear, you know. And, and it's just so hard to relate to a kid who's, you know, 11 years old and still hugging onto a teddy bear and there she's pregnant. You know, it's just... Uh, Mind-boggling. Which is my... Turn around. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, next slide here. Uh, I'm sorry, this slide. Seven... Don needs glasses, I yeah, think. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Help! <laughs> uh, we have uh, seven English classes in two towns. And... The, the, it's been very exciting because we've been doing this for two years now. And um, we have uh, two locations now. And the Jill and I, when we first started out with this, it's like we were rushing around and, and trying to organize everything and even teaching. Now we have, you know, teachers... And all we need to do is, all we do is provide them with everything they need, like books and, and uh, uh, whiteboards and stuff like that, and, and sign-in sheets and, and, and the actual books we have printed at a print store there. And we just pretty much oversee the whole thing right now, which is very exciting because we have a, 
we have the beginner classes, then we have like an intermediate class, and then we have advanced class. And the real exciting one now is that we have the kids in, in class. And so it's very, very exciting to see what's been happening, you know, and, and you can walk into a class now and you have a conversation with the kids and all the grown-ups, and it's really just very rewarding. Yeah. And we're in a beach town, so there are a lot of tourists, so anybody that speaks English um, can have a huge advantage in finding work, and it's always hard to find work in this country or good-paying jobs. Um, next, next slide. Okay, so some of you who were um, on our one of our first mission trips, um, you might recognize the family in the top corner. Um, Katya's family, she has four daughters, and there's no man around, of course. That's very typical there. And, um, and th th if you look closely in that picture, you'll see Jackie and Karen Pekka and Lavon and some people from our mission team. And this was three and a half years ago when one of the late, one of the daughters had a baby. And um, so she had this brand new baby. Well, the brand new baby is the little girl that's in this picture. She's now three and a half. Her name's Kendallin. And like I said, they're a very poor family. You can kind of see their house in the bottom corner. That's they, where they live. It's not in very good conditions. But um, this little girl is very full of interest and adventure and smart. And so we, we know of the principal of a Christian school and it's a private school and it's expensive and that's where the expats go. But they, we heard they sometimes have scholarships. So we found out that if we found some people to be sponsors that this little girl could go to this Christian school where she'll get an excellent education. She'll learn English probably by next year at this time she'll be fluent because you know how kids are. And so she's, our, she's been going for about three weeks to the school and we're, we're really excited. We think this could be the thing that could pull this legacy of poverty, pull this family out of, out of that situation. Next slide. Oh. <clears throat> this is a really cool slide because this is um, one orphanage that, um, in actual fact, some of you are in, in the audience here that have been to the orphanage um, a number of times, actually. And this is us, you know, in a, in a group setting and, and Pastor Peyton's over there as well. And he is, we, we get in this big circle and we pray um, with the kids. And it's really cool. And then the next um, um, picture you see there is just um, somebody just reaching out, you know, over the ocean. And in actual fact, we get sunsets like that all the time and it's just so wonderful to see God's creation you know and and just stand there and pray and in in the stillness of it all um, yeah I mean so just bottom line we're very feeling very blessed that we have this opportunity where there was this little desire we had at one point but we didn't know what it was going to look like and after three years it's we're finally like we have been. I mean, in the last year or so, I I would say it's just kind of elevated a little bit more where we're like, wow, God, this is what you were planning, you know? And it's just really cool to see. And all we can say is we didn't do any of it. Like, it just seems like doors are just opening. And 
and he's help using us to fill a need. Um, last slide. Oh, almost last slide. Well, I have, I have no idea how that got in there. I, Is I, that Bill? I, I, I mean, <laughs> Bill, Bill, I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. I, I'm really, I don't. Is that like a wet and dry vac, Bill? Are, are you guys done? <laughs> Get that slide off of there, please. <laughs> All right, we do have... <laughs> Do you have you, another slide? We have one last slide after this, and it just says um, we. Those are my we, friends. One more slide. So we get our we get our support from this church, but there are some people that give us individual support, and so the last one more slide. Um, the last yeah. So that has our web address. Um, people can give through a. Christian Foundation called New Horizons Foundation, and it's tax deductible, and they keep everything and the the right rules and all of that stuff. And in the very back of the room, there's little flyers that have our contact info on that table. If if anybody's interested in taking this, and that's all we have. So thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so are you uh, going to explain the picture? Do they know that story? No, a lot of them don't know that. There was a, I have one on, I'm good. Oh, That's okay. for you to hold on to. Okay, okay. All right. So basically that picture was made by my brothers in Christ, as you can tell. And they, um, you remember, some of you remember a few years back when I had a large hole in my side and um, I had to wear a wound vac. And in fact, the pastor at the time asked me to preach with it on. And so I was actually preaching wearing the wound vac, which was not that giant thing, by the way. <laughs> It was about this big, not a floor vac. <laughs> but here was the amazing part of that story, and these two were part of it. And I was standing back there after preaching. A lot of you in this church, the old-timers all came back and prayed for me. That was on a Sunday. Friday, I had just been to the doctor, and they clean out the inside and get you all cleaned up. And then on Monday, I had another doctor's appointment. Once the doctor opened me up and looked, and he said, what happened here? And I said, what do you mean? And he said, and many of you remember this story. He said, what happened here? Something has happened. When I saw you Friday, it wasn't like this. And he said, what did you do over the weekend? And I said, well, my church prayed. And he said, I need to see this church. And so it was a lot of you anyways. The, the wound vac thing was a fun little thing that him and a friend, I know Todd did that. I'm going to get him later too, yeah. I can't do anything because we're on stream right now, brother, but don't worry. My hugs are coming. <laughs> no, here's, what I, here's the thing that, about these two that amazed me, and this was a, the biggest part of what the ministry story we just saw. It was all about getting people to understand they don't have to be where they are. Amen? These guys, they work at one thing, with the, whether it's the kids, the families, the, the refugees coming into town. What it is is Don and Jill see a need, and they answer God's call to fill that. So if you wonder why, you ever wonder what our missionaries do and why we do things, this is why uh, Pastor Jeff has, has deemed this month as Missions Month, so we can hear from them at least once a year. You can get in contact with them anytime. Trust me, when this one has a need, he has no problem. He forgets sometimes we have a little bit of a time difference. 
And I get a big giant phone call ringing or anything in my ears, and I wake up and I go, uh, and he goes, Bill, is that you? I'm so excited. I need to tell you about this. You realize the sun's not up yet, right? <laughs> but every time they call, they move, they do anything in ministry, it all is in an answer to a need. And that's what the Costa Rica More Ministries is all about. So as you give, yes, please don't be afraid to just say, hey, send Don and Jill this if you want to sponsor child. They're going to be in the back afterwards um, to answer any questions you have. And uh, just remember, I get 20% for the, you know. <laughs> no? Okay. So, but I do want you to know and understand this, that these two people have a heart for God like nobody I know. And I've watched them just grow this ministry into something. When they first started it, they brought the idea and said, we want to try something. What do you think? Is this crazy? I said, did God call you? They said, yeah. I said, no, it's not crazy. But, and, I tell, and you'll remember this. What did I say? You better get on to your horse race and hold on to your horse because God's going to take it and make it bigger than you can believe. And that's what he did. These, it, it just God moved because the need was there. So if you, if you love the international missions, we're considering making a missions trip um, next year sometime to take a group of people down to see them. First, we're going to see Cuco in Mexico. Eh, just kidding. Relax. No, we're glad to Yeah, so we're going to go see them in Costa Rica, and I get first dibs on the hammock. Right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but we... Um, we love what they're doing. Keep them in your prayers because that slide that says everything's through Christ and through prayer and it's communication with God, that's who makes all of this possible. So whether you believe it or not, as you sit here in Costa Mesa, you are making a difference far down the coast to little town of Uvita in, in Costa Rica, and you're making such a big difference. And so we wanted you to see that and know about this. I want to pray with Don and Jill real quick before they go, and then we'll, I'm going to have the band come on up, if they would, please, um, and get into place. But what, what I'd like to do is just say a prayer, and folks, make a note to remember Don and Jill, because especially in the molestation part and the things they're doing with the families, that's the battleground, folks. Ephesians 6, 10 through 17 is very powerful down there. We have to hold them up, be their circle of influence so that you can ask God to just put the angels around them and protect them. Let us pray together. If you want to reach out your hands, that'd be a blessing. Father God, we just lift up Don and Jill. We thank you for their hearts. Lord, we are so blessed by hearing their stories, their ministry. Father, we know that you hold them in your hands to watch how you grow people who have listened to your call. May they continue to be blessed. May they continue to be stronger every day. Bless them with health. Father, for all those families that they're protecting and watching over, may you continue to supply what is needed to help those families, God. We just pray your blessings upon this ministries. We thank you that Amor is becoming stronger and stronger in your name. And as they spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, Lord, we just ask more than anything that the hearts would receive it. That as these families are changed, as they're brought forth, as they're, they realize that they don't have to be what they were yesterday because today's a brand new day in God. May you, Holy Spirit, just rest upon this whole town of where they are and on the, upon this ministry. And we pray all of these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. 
Say thanks to Don and Jill.
this cry blessing what a blessing so what I'd like to do is just ask Don and Jill if you guys will go ahead and go to the back so that everybody can say hi and thank you God bless you all for being here this day we are so blessed to have a church of this fellowship I appreciate everybody being here next week Pastor Jeff will be back from vacation we will be continuing our study in the book of Acts I hope you all remember where he left off because I'm you know what happens when he goes on vacation he comes back all fired up so get ready next week and uh, it'll be such a blessing. God bless you all, and may the Lord walk with you this week as you walk in peace. God bless.